With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Raider Nation, it's that time of the week again. Subscribe and tune in to get the latest news and analysis on all things silver and black. But yes, the Las Vegas Raiders have their guy, Josh McDaniels. Looking for objective opinions and interviews with A-list guests? Just pod, baby. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm happy for you guys. Keep doing your thing, and thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Look no further. You are listening to Just Pod, baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast brought to you by SB Nation, part of the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. And now your host, Evan Grote. Raider Nation, let's go. Welcome to Just Pod Baby. As always, I am your host, Evan Grote, brought to you by SB Nation. Your Las Vegas Raiders are back in action this week after the bye week. I am back here after the bye week hiatus, and it's a bye week that could not have come at a better time for the Raiders following that loss on Monday night to the Chiefs. Before we get into some Raiders football, I do have a quick announcement. I have a little teaser for you. Uh, as I like to call it in the business, be on the lookout for some updates uh, coming to you uh, on the podcast. I have a couple of things that are in the works right now. I'll be sharing that with you as soon as I'm able to. So make sure you are following me on Twitter at egrope 5 and make sure you are listening to you know the next couple of shows for sure. Once things are made official, I will be happy to share that news with you guys. Real quick, the rundown for the show this week is to get you up to speed on some of the things that occurred since we last spoke. We have some injury updates to get to, and I want to take a quick look across the AFC, the playoff picture, playoffs. You may be sitting there saying to yourself, playoffs? Yes. I'm going to take a look at the playoff picture as it stands right now. It's only week seven, but but things are starting to take shape, believe it or not. So I'll get to some of my thoughts on that. And then in segment two, we will preview the Houston Texans. I'm flying solo this week, so no guests Uh, I'll be doing the breakdown of the opponent, and we will go through some of the numbers, some of the statistics for the Texans, and get you all set for the game on Sunday. All right, Raider Nation, with that out of the way, let's get into it. The big news from the week, and it's bad news for the Raiders, there's no doubt about it, and that's Nate Hobbs. He was placed on the short-term IR and will miss at least... The next four games, not the news that a struggling defense wants to hear that one of your few playmakers you have on defense, your top corner is going to be missing time. Very unfortunate situation for him. Um, I was looking at the schedule a little bit and I will get into that schedule a little bit more uh, a bit later on. But when you look at it from a matchup standpoint, um, the next four games, the Raiders won't face anyone that I would consider to be an elite receiver. Um, unless, of course, Michael Thomas should return from injury uh, in Week 8 when the Raiders take on the, the Saints. But you know he's missed the previous uh, four games now, I think it is, because uh, he didn't play on Thursday night. And um, But what I'm saying is I, I don't think 
I, I think that the Raiders should be able to, to hold the fort down without him. I think they'll, they, they should have some guys that will be able to step up and, and you know, hold it down in his absence. Now, now speaking of holding the fort down, Anthony Averett uh, is eligible to return from his stint on the IR, and that comes at a really good time uh, with, with uh, Hobbs now being out. Uh, based on some of the comments we heard from Josh McDaniels on Friday, it does appear that Averett will be activated for the game on Sunday, and most likely you'll see him and Rock Yassin uh, operating on the outside and, and base, and, and, and then uh, Amik Robinson will come in and, and man the slot in, in nickel defense situations. And you could also throw Sam Webb, his name, into the mix as well if, if he's needed or if, or if there's another uh, injury. So, again, not ideal to have Hobbs out, but they do get some relief with um, Averett coming back hopefully this weekend. While I'm on the topic of the defense, certainly the defense needs to be much better. When you look at uh, some of the numbers from them, when you watch some of the games, you know, just have not been good enough. There, there's there's no way around it. And, and um, you know, 27th in points allowed right now, uh, last in takeaways with only three. Three takeaways. That, that's... Three takeaways through five games, 31st in sacks, 32nd in red zone defense, allowing touchdowns 82.3% of the times that teams travel into the red zone, and 31st in opponent TDs allowed per game. So it's it's really been it's been mostly bad for that side of the ball. You know, I I, th- I thought there were a couple of games where they've played well. In moments, they've played well for a half of a game. Um, and, you know, they've, they've got a few stops here and there in a couple of these games where I, I thought they, they did enough to, to help the team win. They gave, it, they, they gave the team the chance to win. But big picture, it just has not been consistent enough. It has not been good enough. And, and they just are not making those game-changing plays, those impact plays that I am always talking about uh, you're not seeing any of those outside of a pick six by Amik Robertson. They're just not doing those things, and and then when you look at the red zone, the 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 uh, lack of uh, efficiency in the red zone by the defense, uh, and you can see why there's there's they're ranked where they are um, in, in defensive scoring points allowed. Now, other news that I wanted to get to that made headlines this week is the status of Darren Waller. He was a big talking point this week and. Hunter Renfro. Now, Waller did not practice at all this week. He has been ruled out for the game. Um, Hunter Renfro um, was added to the injury report on Thursday. He popped up there Thursday as a did not practice. It appears that he's dealing with a hip injury. Um, he did practice Wednesday, so I'm, I'm curious if this is something that happened, you know, late practice, late in practice on Wednesday. Um, I'm assuming that had to have been the case. Um, but he did get back on the practice field on Friday in a limited fashion and is now listed as questionable for the game. Uh, we all assumed Waller would not be available for the game. No big surprise there. Uh, but not having Renfro, that was not part of the plan. And just another setback, if that's what you want to call it. I guess you could call a setback. I, I think disappointment is probably the more appropriate word because we just have not been able to see this offense operate at full strength. And I don't want to make excuses um, because, in my opinion, even without Waller, uh, the time that he's missed, even without Renfro for a couple of games, I think there is still more than enough firepower on this offense to be really good. You have 
Devontae Adams, who has been really good when he's when he's been involved. He's delivered. You have Josh Jacobs, who is running as good as any running back in the league. Um, and and I think Mac Hollins has really provided the Raiders with some really good offense. I don't think many people expected that. I know I certainly didn't. Um, and, and I think, you know, I think we all agree. We've all watched the Raiders for a long time now. We know that the cupboards have been a lot more empty than they currently are right now. So we've seen them get it done, um, maybe not consistently, but we've seen them, you know, get it done with worse situations. So, um, but nonetheless, you know, I was expecting more from this offense, if I'm being honest. Uh, especially in the red zone, and and you know what? I know that's kind of crazy to say because I looked at the the uh, where they where they stand right now in in points per game, and they're six right now. So they're the, they're the sixth highest scoring offense in the league. But I just think it could be so much better. You know, it, it should be so much better if they can eventually get everyone out there in this offense operating at full strength. Um, so you will have to wait and see on Renfro. Uh, but that is the news from the week. It was kind of a slow news week. Uh, we also heard about some possible uh, trades as the trade deadline approaches November 1st. Um, it should be no surprise to hear some of those names being thrown out there. Cleland Farrell and Jonathan Abram. I, you know, I'm not going to make a whole lot of that um, because they're two guys who I think most likely, <laughs> I could say probably with certainty, will not be back next year anyways. They didn't have those fifth years uh, exercise, so... Uh, that was the only other bit of news that we did get. Uh, but, um, you know, I do want to kind of get into the schedule a little bit here uh, as our next topic. And I do want to take a look at the playoff picture right now uh, as we head into week seven. This week, the Raiders will be taking on the Houston Texans at home. The Texans are 1-3-1. One, and one, um, And we are going to get into my breakdown of the Texans in segment two. But if there ever was a time for this Raiders team to get things turned around, that time would be right now because the next five to six weeks, on paper anyways, you know, I'm only talking on paper, okay, the level of competition is not as tough as it was in the previous five games. As I mentioned, the Texans come to Vegas on Sunday, followed by games with the Saints, who lost again last night on uh, Thursday Night Football. You've got the Jaguars, who I think are playing a little bit better than they have in the past. The Colts, kind of the inconsistent Colts that we have seen over the years. Uh, The Broncos, who the Raiders already beat. And then Seattle, okay? Those six teams have a combined 13 wins right now. 13 wins combined. So, not exactly what I would call murderer's row coming up on the schedule. Now, the one thing I will point out, and the one thing that I think is worth mentioning, is that four of those six games are on the road. In fact, after the Texans on Sunday, the Raiders will hit the road for four out of the next five games. And that includes two East Coast trips, one to New Orleans in Week 8, and then Jacksonville in Week 9. So back-to-back East Coast trips. I'm curious if they will stay out there. I know that's what Gruden did in the past. Um, That'll be something we have to keep an eye on. So, you know, it's always tough to play on the road. It's always tough to travel across country. So I, I do think that was something worth noting. Now, as of right now, and it's early, but talking about the playoff picture, 
The Raiders are dead last in the conference. I'm sure you know that by now. And 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 there's a lot of football left to play. And I learned my lesson last year, and I'm not going to do that again. When I counted them out, um, I think they were six and seven. Yes, they were six and seven at the time, and then they rattled out the uh, the four straight wins right to get into the playoffs. I had thrown the towel in. Okay, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm not going to do that this year unless they're you know one and eight, something along those lines. But I, I learned my lesson, so I'm not going to do that. And I think there's a long time before we have to worry about the Raiders officially being eliminated from the playoffs. But if they are to get it going, you know, it's going to have to be obviously as a wild card team. Now, pending pending a uh, monumental collapse by Kansas City or even the Chargers, I just don't see how winning the West is a realistic option right now. So I'm looking at it from they've got three uh, chances, three opportunities, or three positions. Um, to, to win a wild card spot. And I think at that point, what you need to start doing next is is begin looking at other teams who are in the hunt that most likely won't win their division and are also going to be in the wild card chase. And to me, there are a few teams that, that you know I would have on my list, and I want to start with the Jets in the AFC East. Nobody's catching Buffalo, let's be honest. Buffalo is going to win the AFC East, and then when you look at the the rest of the teams in the East, they have three teams that I think are viable candidates to, to take a wild card spot. You have the Jets at four and two. I think it's fair to question though whether they are a legit team or not. You know they're relying on a lot of young players right now, so I think it'll be interesting to see how they respond when things get a bit more uh, dicey and a little bit more you know when the pressure's on. Miami and New England, both 3-3 three and three right now, and, and they're going to be getting their starting quarterbacks here very, very soon. You would think that would help them. I mean, you saw how Miami was playing before Tua dealt with all those concussions. And then I think the other combinations you have to look at would be in the South is either the Titans, who I think will win the division, along with the Colts. One of those teams is going to win the division, I think. And I think the other team would have a good chance at the wild card. And then in the north, you have either the Bengals or the Ravens going to win that division. I think the other team would have, a obviously, a strong shot at a wild card. And then in the west, you have the Chargers. I think the I think Kansas City is, is clearly going to win that division. So, you know, outside of those teams, I just don't see any other legitimate contenders um, that are, you know, going to have a chance to get into the wild card here. So... Those are the teams that you want to focus on. And and the only head-to-head matchup remaining uh, with those teams that I just mentioned would be the Colts um, coming up in this next six-game stretch here and then the Chargers a little bit later on in the season. So, And, of course, like I said, I I didn't mention Kansas City because I I think they're going to win the division. So, you know, it it, it is starting to come together a little bit. And I, and I know that sounds crazy because we're, we're just now entering week seven. But when you look at it like that, you know, there's only there's only three spots here for the Raiders to get in. Um, now, I do see a lot of people out there suggesting that the Raiders will win the next six games in a row, maybe five out of the next six. I'm not sure I can sit here today right now at this moment and agree with that. I will go as far as four out of the next six. I think that's I think they have to go four and two. Let, let's put it that way. And it's not that I don't think um, that all six of these next games are winnable because on paper, I, I think they are. When I look at the teams on paper, I think the Raiders can absolutely win all these next six games. 
But will that actually happen? This is the NFL. You know, I think back to the Jaguars game, the last game in Oakland in 2019. That is a game the Raiders had to win, should have won, didn't happen. Think back to the Atlanta game in Atlanta, 43-6. to I'm pretty sure Atlanta had three wins at that point in the season. Think back to those road games against the Jets where the Raiders were blown out. I believe there was a road game against the Giants as well that was a bad loss. So there's always these letdowns every year that occur. And, you know, also there's points in the in the season where they have games that they had no business winning that they did. That hasn't happened yet to this point. It still might. You know, who knows? Maybe they upset the Chiefs later in the season. Maybe they, you know, maybe they beat the Chargers. Who knows? Who knows? But but I think realistically, you know, the Raiders come out of the next six games. If they can come out of that at four and two, that would put them at five and six through eleven games. And I, I think then they are at least in the conversation at that point with six games left to play. Not an easy six games, but that that is just kind of how I see it. Uh, right now. If you want to let me know how you feel, reach out to me on Twitter, DM me, let me know your thoughts, reach out to me as well on justpodbaby.com, send me a message through the contact page. It all starts on Sunday versus the Texans, one game at a time for the Raiders, gotta get a win this week. It is time for me to get to a break though, and when I return, I will break down the Houston Texans, and we will take a look at them from a statistical standpoint and see how the Raiders match up with them. All that coming up after these words. You are listening to Just Pod Baby, brought to you by SB Nation. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome back to Just Pod, baby. Run down the field on You're home for all things Las Vegas Raiders football. Yeah! News, views, and guests. Just win, baby. There's only one nation, and they listen here. Once a Raider, always a Raider. All right, Raider Nation, and welcome back to Just Pod Baby Week 7. And before I get into the breakdown of the Houston Texans, I do just want to go through the the Friday injury report. There's a couple of things I, I, I want to mention here to you. Uh, we know I already talked about Darren Waller. He's going to be out for the game. And I mentioned Hunter Renfro, who is also questionable for the game. But I, I do think it's worth mentioning. There's a couple other guys on here. Jayon Brown, um, he was limited Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Questionable for the game. Mac Hollins. Especially if Hunter Renfro can't go. He was listed as limited all week long. He's also questionable for the game. And then because Darren Waller's not going to be out there, what about Foster Moreau? I think a lot of people are thinking this could be an opportunity for him to step up and kind of be that guy. Uh, He was also limited Wednesday and Thursday. Got a full practice in on Friday. So he should be good to go. Um, You'd like to see him make some plays in this game. I've talked a lot about him over the years, and I, I don't know if he's ever truly reached that potential that I, I thought he had. Um, now would be a good time to start doing that. Um, 
And then when you look at the Texans, I think one guy I want to mention here is uh, their defensive end. I believe he's their starting defensive end. He's out for the game. Jonathan Greenard, okay? He's out with a calf, so I thought that was worth mentioning here before we get into the uh, the breakdown of the Texans. So I, I want to give you some numbers right now. I'm going to start with the Texans' offense. Um, they do have the, the one win, three losses, and a tie. But offensively, this is a team that, you know, they struggle. <laughs> they are, um, you know, not the greatest offensive team. 30th in total yards. They only average 291 yards per game. 26th in uh, passing yards per game, 192. 22nd in rushing yards. That's 99 uh, yards a game. 26th in points scored. They're only averaging 17 points a game right now. Um, something that I, I thought I found interesting when I looked up how they are in the red zone and and uh, they're 10th actually they're they're actually a pretty good red zone team so once if they when they are able to move the ball they are normally able to finish drives with touchdowns sixty uh, percent of the time they are terrible on third down they are 31st in the NFL uh, on third down jumping over to their defense they are again they struggle here as well. Uh, which is why they're one and three. Thirty-first uh, in total offense, they're allowing 414 yards a game. They are 22nd uh, in, in pass yards allowed, 249 yards allowed a game. 30th in rush defense, they're allowing 164 yards per game on the ground. That's not very good. But despite all of those poor numbers. They're only allowing, I mean, I shouldn't say only, 19 points a game, less than 20 points a game. That's not too bad considering um, they do have eight takeaways. And part of the reason why they are only giving up 19 points a game is because, again, in the red zone, um, they're pretty good on defense as well. They're actually the fourth best um, defense in the red zone. So they give up a lot of yards on defense but they seem to tighten things up once the ball gets into the red area. Same goes for them on offense. They're not they're not able to move the ball very well, but when they do get into the red zone, they are able to, to get touchdowns. So I think that will be definitely something to keep an eye on during the game. Now, when I'm looking at some of these players individually on the offense, Davis Mills, they, they cannot allow Davis Mills to come into Allegiant Stadium and beat them. If that happens, then you know you can you can throw the towel in on this Raiders season. There's absolutely no way that they can allow Davis Mills, and that's no disrespect to Davis Mills, but that can't happen. Um, as far as running the ball goes, I like da- uh, Damian Pierce. I actually I have him on my fantasy team, so I've been watching a lot of Texans football this year, at least offensively. He's a really good looking rookie running back. Um, he's He's getting more and more involved the last couple of games. He's got 412 yards on 86 attempts. That's a 4.8-yard per carry average. He's kind of a big bruiser. Um, He's looked real good, so I I think the Raiders definitely have to stop him, slow him down. When it comes to their passing targets, I I mentioned not having Hobbs this game. They should be fine in the secondary. Uh, You know, they got to deal with Nico Collins. Brandon Cooks is their go-to guy. Uh, 24 receptions on 235 yards, and he's more of a deep threat speedster, but he's only averaging 9.8 yards uh, per reception. 
Nico Collins, who's more of the bigger body receiver, has really developed into their downfield threat, averaging 18.1 yards per reception. But, you know, you look at this offense, and there's just no one out there that really scares you. You know, you they should the defense should be looking to definitely stop the run, force Davis Mills into some throwing situations. And if there is a time or if there is a game where this defense can get well, it's got to be this week. You know, we're talking about a team who, who struggles to score points, um, struggles to move the ball. So if there is a week that the, def- the Raiders defense can get it going, it should be this week. When you look at the Texans from a defensive standpoint, um, you know, Jerry Hughes is, is, you know, former Buffalo Bill. I've watched a lot of Jerry Hughes. He leads their team in sacks. They have um, they have 11 sacks as a team. Um, you may remember the name Malik Collins. <laughs> He's played well um, for the for the Texans, and they got a really really good looking rookie. They did really well in the draft. They you know, they picked up Derek uh, Stingley Jr. He's got five pass deflections, an interception, so he's looked good so far in his rookie year. But again, if the Raiders are to I think look to any area of this defense and look to you know, take advantage, I would say the rushing defense, right? Josh Jacobs has looked really good. He's gone over 140 yards in each of the last two games, setting back-to-back career highs. They should definitely look to ground and pound this week and just continue to ride the hot hand of Josh Jacobs, especially if they should be without Hunter Renfro. Uh, you already know that You already know that Darren Waller is going to be out. So, you know, let, let's keep things simple. Let's run the football. Run the football. Feed their, uh, Josh Jacobs. Maybe get uh, Z- Zamir White involved and, and just look to make the Texans stop you. It's something that they have not been able to do all year long. Make them stop you. So um, I do. I think a, a key matchup will be once the Raiders get into the red zone, how are they going to fare against the, the Texans defense? Because as I mentioned, they are fourth in red zone defense, so they're pretty good there. That will be a, an area where... You know, the Raiders, when they get it in there, they got to finish. They got to finish. Now, I'm looking at the line for the game. Raiders are seven-point favorites. Uh, 46 is the over-under total on the game. This is what I'm looking for from the Raiders this week. Is it too much to ask for a a double-digit win? Now, they beat the, the Broncos was their most, well, it's their only win, but uh, nine points, right? I'm looking for them to put this team away early. You know, it, can they have a three touchdown lead at halftime? Is that too much to ask? Can they win the game 35, 14, 35, 17, 32, 17, something along those lines? Is that too much to ask from this team? A team that many people believe can turn it around here? That's what I'm looking for. This is a lowly. Texans team. I'm not saying you got to go out there and beat them 40 to three. I mean, that would be great, but I just want to, I want to, I want to feel confident as a fan after this game that the Raiders are going to turn it around. And to me, if they go out there and the game is tied at halftime and they're battling midway through the second half and they, you know, they win a game by five or six points, that's not going to be convincing enough to me. Now, I know that a win is a win in the NFL, and this team desperately needs a win. So you're going to take it. You're going to take it, and you're going to be happy. But I'm looking at the process, you know, how they go about getting that win. Does the defense show some improvements? 
How does that pass rush look? Are they forcing some turnovers? Are they generating some sacks? I want to see those things happen because that that is what needs to happen defensively if they want to turn it around. Offensively, are they better in the red zone? Are they finishing drives with touchdowns and not three points? Because that is what needs to happen here in these next six games, as I mentioned, if they want to get it going here. Now, they've had two weeks to prepare for this game. So there's no reason why they shouldn't come out with a really good game plan. They should come out well-rested, healthy for the most part, and you know perform well. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a clean, convincing performance by the Raiders here in Week 7. All right, guys, that is going to do it for this week's uh, preview show on the podcast here, the Week 7 Preview Show. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in, and I hope that everyone goes out there and has a great weekend. I know here on the uh, in western New York, at least, uh, we are supposed to have some really nice weather. We've had a really cold, rainy week, so we're supposed to get up into the 70s here the next three to four days. So I am definitely going to go out and enjoy it this weekend. I hope you guys all do the same, and I hope you also enjoy the game on Sunday. We will be back here on next week uh, to talk about it all. Uh, until then, everyone, I am your host, Evan Grote, and as always, just win, baby.